As we remain standing, we go into the Word of God this day. I take my reading from Ephesians 2. I'm going to read only verse 10b, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation of the Bible, and it's up on the screen. It is short and straight to the point. Let heaven have your attention. The Bible says, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Even before we were born, God planned in advance each and every person's destiny. And also the good works we would have to do to fulfill our destiny. This morning, I bring you the word of the Lord that I entitled, No Matter What, I Must Fulfill Destiny. Saints of God, you don't understand what I'm saying. You could live 120 years but if you don't live according to destiny, it's a wasted 120 years. You could have sons and daughters and build houses, but because you malfunctioned completely about the whole purpose for which you were designed, it's wasted. Don't let anybody tell you that the quality of your life is determined by running around the place. Before we were born, God planned in advance the destiny of everyone and everybody will give an account according to that plan. And it's time that we woke up, particularly if you're over the years, uh, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, because you have a short time left. You are going to, your life is going to be benchmarked against the destiny written before you were born. And all this foolishness of following the world, running all over the place, God is sitting on the show and says, one day you will stand in front of me and give an account according to destiny. Father, this morning as we go into the word, let it be that nothing we enjoy, nothing we encounter, nothing we want, nothing we go through will pervert our destiny. We will not live a wasted life. May our lives stand as a sweet-smelling savor before the Lord. May we be titoses and butterflies in this lifetime. And when we get to heaven, may the angels blow the trumpet and rejoice that the faithful one has returned home. Thank you, Father Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Before you sit down, look for two people for me and tell them, no matter what, I will fulfill my destiny. Don't look nice. Be ferocious. Say, no matter what you do, no matter what you don't do, no matter what you have, no matter what goes on, I will fulfill my destiny. Now I'm glad you may be seated. When I discovered this scripture by the leading of the Holy Spirit, I realized that every one of us need to recalibrate the trajectory of our lives. 
The book of Ecclesiastes says, if a man lives a long life and has sons and daughters and many houses and he dies without a burial, it says a stillborn child is better than him. What I'm trying to get your attention is there are some parameters that are supreme. The wise man says, if you die without a burial, it does not matter whatever else you achieved. It is, you ended in disgrace. How much more if you lived and you did not even come close to destiny? If a burial is as simple as as, as, as important as that, what about destiny? It's sad that the social media throws a lot of things and I worry. People take the direction from social media and I'm worried. As if they don't remember that Bible says there's no wisdom or counsel or understanding against the Lord. Whatever you choose to do, the day you die, you, you'll find out whether you live well or not. And even when you die, whatever you left behind is in the power of God to keep for you or destroy. So a lot of people leave houses. Strangers will live in it. Do you know, there's a curse in the Bible. It says, you will have children and they will call another person father. Or call another father mother. It says, you'll marry a wife. Strangers will be the one sleeping with her. So you say you marry her. What does that mean? You have children, eh? What does that mean? Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain. Except the Lord skips the city, the watchman will get in vain. Am I getting through to you this morning? You know, destiny. Have you ever asked God, what did you write about me? Am I leaving anything close to it? In any case, you can't take anything out of this life. So you better make sure you're heading for destiny. We pray all kind of prayers. We don't pray, Lord. Set. Bible says he orders the steps of the righteous aright. The word aright means in the trajectory of their destiny. Imagine it. Imagine a Saul. He was a lawyer of all lawyers. He was taught by Gamaliel. He was a Pharisee of all Pharisees. Imagine if he did not heed the call to become Paul. The only thing worthy in his life was what he did as Paul, not as Saul. And the church has not been talking about this. We act as if we're like people of the world. They are blind. They can't see but we can see. Is it making any difference? I'm going to read from the New Century Version. Ephesians 2 and verse 10. It says, God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God has made us to do good works, which God planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. To live our lives doing. I-N-G means continually, present, continuous, unto the end. You can't start and stop. It is those that endure to the end that shall be saved. My opening text says, even before we were born, 
God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we will do to fulfill it. Which means you can't make destiny if you don't do the works God has allotted or allocated to you. It's not possible. It's not possible. Once you reject the work God has given you, you have missed it. Let me read the message to you. I'm going to read verse 10b in the message. Please. It says, God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to do what? To join him in the work he does. Which work? The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be do. I-N-G. The work he does. You say you're a child of God, but your life has no synchrony with God. The work he does, and he categorizes it clearly. The good works. I want you to keep your eyes on two, or your ears on two words, good works. So, before this, I didn't know God was going to tell me to speak about it. He was talking about Titus. The one who refreshes. The one who does good things. The one who encourages. He, he gave me a, the analogy of the butterfly that changes the atmosphere and causes things to be beautified. And he says, don't they get it? Your life is not your own. To do as you will. This generation, the children say, in my life is my own. Don't tell me what to do. I will do whatever. They tell their parents. No, 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 no. You have lived your life. This is what I'm going to do. I want to submit to anybody that if you ever say your life is your own, you are a compound fool. Did you make yourself? Do you keep yourself? When you sleep, you know you have no power to wake. Listen, man can make a valium to put you to sleep. They have nothing to awaken somebody. When you see somebody in a coma, you will know that Jesus is Lord. Go around telling me your life is your own. You, can you even make a mosquito? If they gave you something, you can't make a mosquito. Did you make yourself? Your life is not your own. And your life does not belong to your parents. Even your parents belong to the Lord. The Bible says, children, your children are not your own. You are in the custody of your children. It says, children are like arrows in the quiver of a man. He shoots them in the direction that go of destiny that God says, shoot these children. You cannot crunch your children into your desire. You should pray for their destiny and send them in the direction. May our children not meet destiny. Going back to verse 10b, message Bible, he creates us by Christ Jesus. To do what? To do what we like? To join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. You see, when you understand English and somebody says you had better be doing something, it's not an invitation, it's a warning. If I say you better be playing this thing, am I asking you to play this thing? I'm warning you that if you don't play it, something will fall on you. 
work we had better be doing. Help me look at your neighbor and say, are you doing the work, the good works? Ask the person, say, are you doing it well? Are you serious about it? <laughs> Let me go on. You know, it talks about good works that we had better be doing. The good works is working in love towards people. You're clapping. God bless you. That was who Titus was. The butterfly is a symbol of love and beauty and good news and calm and peace and equilibrium. That's who we're supposed to be. The good work. See, I am doing my good work. I hope you are doing yours. Now, what something concerns me, when God says this is what to do, sometimes people think they have a reason for not doing it. The law of justifying nonsense. You say, well, this is what happened. This is what happened. So I wonder, there's something about God. God is God, and it's God, and it's God, and there's no other God. Once has it been said, twice have I heard that power for life and death Belongs to God. There's another one that you can't remove him. I think. You know, forget it. You see, when we come to church, Pentecostals, we act as if God is our equal. God is not anybody's equal. He says something, he says, My word will not change. Everything changes to fit my word. Me, I'm changing to fit the word of God. I hope you are changing. All right. Now, the reason why I bring this to you is destiny has to do with the good works. That's my opening saying. So, if you don't do good, the good works, you can't make destiny. Now, when you know the good works, some things will happen to you that may want to persuade you, you have a reason not to continue to do the good works. For instance, if you used to give money and you find that somebody stole the money or embezzled the money. You know some people say I'm not giving anymore. You help somebody and the person betrayed you and they say I'm not helping anybody anymore. I'm bringing you a word. There's no excuse that is tenable before God about good works. I don't know about anything else, but when it comes to good works, nothing is allowed to be a reason why you stop good works. I'm going to prove it to you. Matthew 24, verses 12 to 13. Somebody say, no matter what, I will make my destiny. <laughs> I will make destiny no matter what. It says, and because, the word because means this is the reason, because lawlessness will abound, like in Nigeria, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Is there lawlessness abounding or not? Give me the living Bible. It says, sin will be rampant everywhere and will cool the love of many. The word cool is an accusation because it's supposed to be hot. How many of you remember the revelation would say, because you were Neither hot nor cold. Cold is not acceptable. Lukewarm self is not acceptable. It says, 
it will cool the love of many. Can we talk? You used to be a hot giver. Are you still hot? I don't want you to answer the question because you know the answer. You used to be a hot do-gooder. Are you still hot? Can I tell you the truth? I doubt any one of us is as hot as we used to be when we, when we met Jesus. I doubt if any one of us, including me, is as hot as we used to be. A lot of things have happened and we have adjusted. Is our kindness. You know what kindness is? You do for people what they don't deserve. And you don't even care whether they say thank you or not. Is it at the level it used to be? No, we have adjusted. When you adjust, you, became, you become smaller in the sight of God. In my Bible notes, the study Bible notes, there's something that I found there. On this verse, I use the um, New Living Translation, uh, Translation Bible, uh, uh, study Bible. The note says, if the love within the community of Jesus' disciple diminishes to the point of ex- extinction, then the community ceases to be what God designed it to be. If church, the love amongst us is going, we, and we don't look like who we're supposed to. Even angels may not recognize us. I'll give you an example. To let you know that we are all adjusted the wrong way, may God help us to adjust the right way today. I told you we used to give bread, margarine, to people that may dress nice, but they came to church without nothing. You heard my learned sister say one day I didn't have any money. It happens. So they come to church, they have no food. But they dress, they walk from the house and they're going to walk back. They don't even have offering. And I said to you, if somebody is shuffling around during offering, and you can tell that they don't have any money, instead of making them come and drop an empty envelope here, even if it's 200 naira, say, kindness, love. Because people were abusing the bread. People that had a big appetite, but they have food, they have money in their car, they have in their pocket. They were taking the bread, we stopped it. We adjusted. And conviction came upon me. I said, no, no, we need to now readjust to how it should be. And glory to God, the bread will be out here after the service. We've even added bottled water to it. You know... What I'm saying to you is I have made the wrong adjustments but I have, when God points it out to me I now make the right adjustment and I compensate for the wrong adjustment by adding bottled water. You know, so we're not here to judge each other. We're here to let people look into the eternal of liberty and see where you made the wrong adjustments and encourage you, that's what Titus does, to make the right adjustment and to show God you're really sorry. Compensate. Add something to what you were doing. Am I in order? Who is going to clap for me in this hall now? Multimedia, take me back to the Living Bible. Matthew 24 verse 12. It says sin will be rampant everywhere. Sin is not necessarily adultery or killing people. There's the sin of ingratitude. 
Do you know I discovered something, church? Let me talk about it quickly. Some people will ask you for something and they will collect it in, the, in four places for four different people. So they end up having more money than you that you gave them. Somebody asks for school fees, will collect it in six places. And when you find out, you know what happens? You will never give anybody school fees again. It's a setup so that you make the wrong adjustment. Just like the first MTN, the text um, uh, alert or whatever you got on your phone was a wrong message to make you cool and make the wrong adjustment. Remove your makeup, remove your clothes, say, God can't do it. Let me manage the day like that. I've wondered why we all have bad experiences. It's a satanic thing to make you feel justified to adjust. Today, we will readjust in Jesus' name. Give me the NIV. Give me the NIV of this text. Give me 12 and 13, yes. It says, because of the increase. Someone say increase. You know, it's our money wanted to increase. Our joy should increase. But it is because of the increase of what? Wickedness. The love of most will grow cold. But he, who does what? Who stands firm. You see the word again? Who stands firm to the end will be saved. Somebody say, no matter what, I will fulfill destiny. Say, no matter what, I must fulfill destiny. Increase in wickedness. Increase in, in betrayal. Increase of ingratitude everywhere you turn. Can I, can I ask you, have you met with discouraging re re reaction from people or not? Let me see your hand up. Have you met with discouraging attitude from people or not? Doesn't it make you feel justified to adjust? Okay, how many of us have adjusted the wrong way? Let's wave our hands in repentance and say, Lord, I'm waving my hand to say, no, I was wrong. I'm not going to do that anymore. And so, it says, but those who stand firm, the word stand firm is, I'm not going to respond to the wickedness. I'm not going to come down to that level. I'm not going to fall for that gym, um, uh, gimmick that makes me, that tempts me to feel justified to stop giving, to stop loving. I'm not going to respond. Am I ministering to somebody this morning? Even in your family, can we talk about that? Have people not broken your heart? Amongst your friends, have they not disappointed you? Do you not feel justified to keep to yourself? Who is that person? You feel justified to keep to yourself. It's an adjustment. But Satan planned it so that you go in the direction opposite of your destiny. He has failed today in Jesus' name. I'm going somewhere. Change that to the New Century Version. You will like this one. Now read this with me. One, two, three, go. There will be more and more evil in the world. So most people will stop showing their love for each other. But those people who keep their faith until the end will be saved. Now what concerns me is the second line. It said, so most people. It didn't say some people. It says, so most people will stop showing love for each other. Hey, if he said some, I may feel that maybe I pass. When he says most, that is like 85%, 90%.
will fall short of the standard by adjusting the wrong way. But those who keep their faith, faith in who? Is it faith in people? Is it faith in money? Is it faith in the faithfulness of God that if I sow good, somewhere along the line, I would reap good. Because whatever a man sows, that is what he reaps. If you sow adjustment, you will reap adjustment from God. God too will adjust. Hello, somebody. Are you there? Give me the easy Bible. I'm taking you to a place some of you will cry today. Read this with me. There will be more and more evil in the world. Okay. We won't adjust. We'll keep our excitement on. The easy Bible, Matthew 24, verses 12 to 13. You see, this is what happens. That's like that first alert. You see, some people wanted to adjust and start checking their phone. You see, by checking your phone, in the middle of a sermon, you have adjusted. Thank you for clapping for me. The gentleman in glasses, God bless you. No, give me 12 and 13 together. What's going on? Okay. Where is verse 13? You see, this is what happens. When you want to stay on the right course, we will not adjust. You know, I used to adjust. You know me now. I used to adjust. Today could work. Could work. My love for you is hot. I'm not, I'm not adjusting my level of love. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. You see, not adjusting it works. They have done the right thing now. It will work for us in Jesus' name. Heaven will respond to us in Jesus' name. Miracles will happen in Jesus' name. It says more, read this with me, read with me, one, two, three, go. More and more people everywhere will be doing very bad things because of this. Many people will no longer love each other in the way they did before. But God will save the person who does what? Remain strong until the end. Can you tell that God loves us? A lot of people are making adjustments. They feel justified and nobody is telling them you have missed destiny. They will find out at the end of their life, thank God for God of Grace Assembly. The first thing I read, it says most people will make the wrong adjustment. And that bothered me. I wish he said some people. Look, this one is even worse. It says more and more people. Which means by the day, every Sunday, more people that are Christians will be making the wrong, wrong adjustment. More people. Every week. Every month. What is the hope of the remnant? More and more people. Only in Grace Assembly. Everywhere will be doing what very bad you see very bad things make us feel and peppers us so much it grinds us so much that we feel justified to make some adjustments am i in order are you like me 
It says because of this. As a response to something that Bible is telling us is going to be more and more. You better start practicing not adjusting to what people do to you. Peace square, sang a song, do me, I do you. That's not gospel. You are dancing to something that can take you away from destiny. Tell P Square that you should come and see me. I'll give him the right song to sing. <laughs> They're not even more anyway. More and more people everywhere will be doing very bad things. Listen to this. Because of this. Many people will no longer how many of us fall into that no longer? It, come on now, let me see your hand. The way you made some adjustments. To your neighbors, you used to be. Come on now, you used to greet them. Now you don't greet them anymore. Jide, I can see you nodding your head. You're a real Christian. Help me look at neighbors. Are you a real Christian? Answer, pastor. Answer, pastor. Answer, pastor. Pastors, look at me. Answer, answer. No longer. When you report some people to me, I am tempted to give you the wrong counsel and say, hey, that's what the person did. Hey! Hey! Wind your glass, tint your glass when you're passing them. So whether they wave at you or not, they go just see themselves. Then I will sermonize. I said, but you didn't do anything now. You just wound your glass. You know, sometimes when we make adjustment, we do it in a way. We think nothing will share. Because of this, many people will no longer love each other. It means they used to. What are the good things we used to do? What are the things we used to do for each other and with each other? We don't do anymore. Not what is left, what was lost. The parable of the, uh, of the coins, only one was lost. The man swept until he found what was lost. May we find what we have lost in Jesus' name. It says, in the way they did before. I rest my case. Is somebody getting blessed today? I'm not done. Give me the passion translation. It says towards the end, this is what will happen. And all of us have been making adjustments. It says there will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness. Read this part with me. That those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. Those whose heart once burned with passion for God and for others as well, we grow cold. But keep your hope to the end and you will experience life and deliverance in Jesus' name. I go back to where I started. No, this is a contemporary English version. Give me that one. It says evil will spread and cause many people to stop loving others. But if you keep on being faithful, right what? To the end, you will be saved. You know, the Bible says in my slide, the scripture in my slide, it says the work he has prepared for us to do. 
God planned in advance our destiny for the works we would do to fulfill it. The word fulfill means to the end. And that's what the contemporary even Babashon says, if you keep on being faithful to doing what God expects of you and not responding, two wrongs will never make a right. If, as a matter of fact, God says, do not repay evil for evil. Be like your heavenly father. He causes his rain to fall on the wicked and the sun to shine on the wicked. But if you keep on being faithful right to the end, you will be saved. I'm not suggesting it's easy, but when you know what you're going to get out of what you're doing and you're focused, you will receive strength. May we receive strength today in Jesus' name. Let me now show you how it is going to be. It says more and more people will behave badly. So it's a warning for us to strengthen ourselves. If you think people are behaving badly, this time I don't have good news. They are going to behave worse. So if you cannot cope now, what will you do later? We come to church to strengthen ourselves for what's going to happen out there. So that God will fight our battles for us and give us the victory. And you know that he's faithful. Let me show you what is going to happen. Second Timothy 3 verses 1 to 5. I want to read from the living Bible. This is what is going to happen. So brace yourself knowing that destiny is at stake. Whatever adjustment you make, your destiny is at stake. It says, you may as well know this too. Timothy, that in the very last day, it is going to be what? Very difficult to be what? Let me read again. You may as well know these two. With all your claiming and receiving it, know these two, Timothy. That in the last days, it is going to be very difficult to be a Christian. Why? For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be proud and boastful, sneering at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful to them, and thoroughly not just bad, thoroughly bad. They will be hard-headed. Coconut generation. Coconut head generation. They'll be hard-headed and never giving to others. They'll be constant liars. Ooh. And troublemakers. Who will think nothing of morality. They'll be rough and cruel. And snare at those who try to be good. Meaning that when you try to be good and not make adjustment, they will make a mockery of you. They will betray their friends. That's why we feel so bad. They will be hot-headed, puffed up with pride and prefer good times to worshipping God. They will go to church, yes, but they won't believe anything they hear. Don't be taken in by people like that. Now, somebody help me. When you hear, don't be taken in. What do you think that means? Don't let them play that satanic scam on you so that you fall short of the expectations of Jehovah. Am I in order? He says, don't be taken in for that. Listen, it's all a plot so that you lower your standards, so that you make the wrong adjustment, so that destiny moves away from you. That will not be our portion in Jesus' mighty name. And in closing, Hebrews 10 verse 38, the New King James Version says, now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, Trust back to what? My soul has no pleasure in him. The living Bible says, and those whose faiths, 
whose faith has made them good in God's sight must live by faith, trusting him in everything. What's going on? Uh-huh. Otherwise, ooh, if they shrink back, God will have no pleasure in them. It's in the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord so that he will grant you the desires of your heart. It says, trusting God in everything, whether people do something bad or not, trusting God in everything. It says, otherwise, if you don't put your trust in God to recompense you, if you're looking at what people are going to do, their response, it says, otherwise, you will shrink back. The contemporary English uh, let me, let me just leave that. Let me just leave that. Now, what I'm saying to you is there's an otherwise. There's an otherwise. And that we will not f- fall for that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the, what God, the advice is giving us is found in Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. The new century version of the Bible. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. The new century version of the Bible. It says, let us think rather than make adjustments responding to the growing evil. Let us think about what? About each other and help each other to do what? To show love and do what? Do good deeds. And you should not stay away from church meetings as some are doing. But you should meet together and do what? And encourage each other. Do this even more as you see the day approaching. I'm going to read that in the contemporary English version of the Bible. It says, we should keep on, and let's read it together. We should keep on encouraging each other to be what? Thoughtful and to do helpful things like Titus. Some people instead have gotten out of the habit of meeting for worship, but we must not do that. We should keep up encouraging one another each other especially since you know that the day of the lord's coming is getting closer that's the message of titus that's the message of roll away the stone you know what the stone is this is how i can survive close people with a stone shut down the smell of their bad behavior and I came to church by the Spirit of the Lord says, God says, roll away the stone and see what I'm going to do. You cannot respond to this message if you don't roll away the stone. There are many stones we rolled against people. Rolled again to stop us from having to deal with some things. It's a way of, it's a coping mechanism rather than being a titus and being a butterfly. It says, rather, we should keep encouraging each other, especially since you know that the day of the Lord's coming is getting closer. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can you rise to your feet? Can you say prayer to the Lord and say, Lord... I have made many adjustments, feeling justified. But my destiny is at stake. I am called to do good works non stop, to be able to make it 
for my destiny not to escape me, O God. Father, today I make a readjustment because I have better understanding. I put my eyes on you and my faith on you to reward my kindness and my love. Some people we have forgiven them 20 times and they keep doing the same thing and we feel I'm not going to forgive this person anymore. Can you lift up your hand to the Lord and pray and say, Lord. I change my mind, oh God. Not because of them, because of not because I'm happy, but because I realize it's a ploy to make me miss my destiny. I will keep trusting you. You are the rewarder of them that obey your word. Praise the Lord. Grant me encouragement. Strengthen me, O God. So that no matter what, I will still fulfill my destiny. I will not be taken in by the shenanigans and that's going on around me. My faith and my, and my love will not grow cold because of other people. You have rescued my life. You have rescued the songwriter my says, I will not go back. And I'll never, never go back. I'm going to keep moving. You have rescued my life. Yes, you have, Lord. You have rescued my life. And I'll never Never go back, never lower my standards.
Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word gives light and brings understanding of the times and the seasons to us. As we come to a richer understanding of the power play that wants to take us off the course of destiny. From being people that made adjustments because of what is going on around, we make a readjustment according to the will of God. And I'm praying, oh God, that you will refresh us and you'll bless us. And cause us to have reasons to know that we took the right decision by the things that the Lord will do in our lives. May we be found to be well pleasing in your sight, that you may grant us even our heart's desire. We bless you, our God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you have been blessed this morning, help me honor the Lord who speaks the truth to our heart, who enlightens our darkness so that we're not taken in by the evil around us anymore. Before I let you sit down, tell your neighbor, I roll away the stone. I will be a Titus to you and others. I will be a butterfly. No more adjustments. I have made my readjustment. God bless you. You may be seated. You may clap for yourselves. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Hallelujah. The devil has lost this battle. Lord, I am particularly grateful for things I didn't know. Nobody ever taught them. You taught me yourself. Thank you. May the church at large come to this understanding as a trap against our destiny that is set for all of us. May we circumvent it in Jesus' name. 